Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives. A lost dog, a packet of diamonds, and a slipper that was too small. Those are the exhibits on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. You don't have to be a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, to be suspicious of the saying that a barking dog never bites. The dog was big and shaggy. I first noticed him as I put my car into the garage. He was making like a tough guy, so go on, scram your big mud out of my way before I eat you alive. That sent him scurrying. But as I neared my apartment building, well, I can be tough with the best of them, but when a fella claims he's hungry... Okay, come on in. I took him upstairs, fed him half my dinner. When he'd finished, he stretched out at my feet and fell asleep. I stroked his head, and underneath the matted hair of his neck, found what I should have looked for and start. A handsome spiked collar with big glass studs. From it hung a tag. I wonder the pooch had picked me for a friend. His name was Brownie. Brownie's owner, as listed on the tag, was Dwight Clayton, 413 Benson Avenue. After a long wait, the door was opened a few inches. Instantly, Brownie shoved his way inside. I guess there's no doubt about where this dog lives. A man inside the house opened the door a bit wider. Why, uh, thanks. Thanks a lot. He shoved a dollar bill into my hand and started to close the door in my face. I put my foot into the door. Now, just a second, Mr. Clayton. I don't want any payment, though a dollar wouldn't pay for what this poor starved animal ate. I think maybe you and I should have a talk about a man's responsibility to his dog. The door opened wide. The man inside was big, burly, red-faced. Also, he had a revolver in his hand. Okay, mister, come on inside and talk it over with me. When I returned a lost dog to his home and started to get tough with his master, I was invited inside at gunpoint. Okay, wise guy, come on in with your hands up. I never argue with a gun until I find out how expertly it's being handled. I let myself be forced into a living room that looked as though a cyclone had swept through it. Sofa cushions ripped open, books pulled off the shelves and torn apart, desk drawers on the floor, paper scattered all about. Sit down over there. I sat down on the indicated chair, and Brownie promptly jumped into my lap. Get off of me, you traitor. The dog put his feet up on my shoulder and licked my face. Shoved him off my lap onto the floor, he jumped right back again. Don't get no funny ideas, mister. This dog is trained to get awful rough if you start anything. Well, he was a big dog. And it was a big gun Clayton was holding. So, look, I don't know what this is all about. I found your dog and brought him back here. All I want is... Clayton shifted the gun from his right hand to his left. That proved he was expert. I don't know who you are, but you're gonna smell of cap, I bet you. Take your wallet out and throw it on the floor. And make sure it's only your wallet you throw didn't seem like the proper time to disregard his suggestion. As I threw the wallet, Brownie jumped off my lap, grabbed the wallet between his teeth, 
Good dog. Bring it over here. Brownie had ideas of his own. Instead of surrendering the wallet, he turned and raced out of the room. Looks like he doesn't take orders from you either, Mr. Clayton. Clayton grinned sourly. When he comes back, I'll shoot him. Right now I'm busy. Gonna leave town. Gotta find a small package the mutt hid someplace in this room. Seeing as you invited yourself in, you can help me look. Yeah? What kind of a package? Clayton hesitated. A package of uh, uncut diamonds. Had it on the desk this morning. The mutt hid it someplace. He's always doing things like that. I looked around the room, then pointed at a corner. How about over there? <laughs> My attempt at distracting him was good, but not good enough. <laughs> the bullet from his gun singed my scalp. He proved how expert he was by not trying to fire again at close range, but... Flipped oh. the gun over and slugged me with the butt. Oh. Must have been several minutes before I came to. And found myself sprawled on the floor. He was still searching the room, paying no further attention to me. I tried to roll over. Found I couldn't move. I was really badly hurt. But all I could do was lie there and watch him helplessly as he methodically tore the room to bits. Then I saw Brownie standing silently in the doorway through which he'd bolted. He'd left my wallet someplace, was now carrying a slipper in his teeth. A man's slipper. A slipper far too small for the big feet of the man who called himself Dwight Clayton. So far, the man hadn't noticed the dog. I took a chance for the dog and for myself. Sick him, Brownie! Sick him! The dog was like a big brown shadow as he leaped through the air. The man fired one shot before he went down under the attack. Then, don't let him up, Brownie! Hold him! Somehow, I managed to get to my hands and knees crawl across the floor to where the gun had fallen. I picked it up. Now I was the expert. Roll over onto your face. The dog, he'll bite me. You'll have to take that chance. A bullet is worse. He rolled over, with Brownie snarling only inches from his throat. Okay, Brownie, over here to me. The dog moved instantly to my side. I took a good grip on his collar. I set myself to my feet. Then... Tottered across the room to the phone, picked it up. Operator, emergency police call. 413 Benson Avenue. Hurry! I was out cold when the cops arrived. They tell me they had some trouble getting in with a huge dog standing over a burglar who had his head buried in his arms. Yeah, it was a burglar, all right. They found the real Dwight Clayton upstairs, trussed up and locked in a closet. As for the jewels the burglar had been looking for, he never could have found them, because they were mounted on the collar of Clayton's watchdog, a dog who'd been ordered out of the house by the real Clayton when he found himself held up and realized that his only chance was to have somebody find the dog maybe bring help. Like I said, being a detective may sometimes seem like a dog's life, but... (laughs) You sometimes make some pretty good friends. Listen next time to Calling All Detectives. Mystery drama, mystery quiz. 
and a chance for you to match wits with yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective. <laughs> 